Welcome to Live Karma. SB here. BA getting calm with Dave Matthews. Classic, classic music here. Tell you, my kids <clears throat> love that song. Thank heavens they don't know what it really means yet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There's a lot of Dave they're, Matthews is really good with symbolism. They're, he's they're a little young to understand the yeah symbolism symbolism of of everything. Yes. Yep. I mean it, Dave Matthews. God, that was the first uh, CD I bought when I got home from my mission. Well, that's a while back. Was the Dave Matthews Band one? Yeah. Yeah, that was a while back. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. You're getting old, Big Daddy. I know. How was your week? My week. I'm trying to process consciousness. Good luck. And uh, (laughs) be more at peace with myself. And the world. In the chaotic world Mm. of distractions. You know, I knew I made I'm trying to be woke. I'm trying to live a woke life. I'm woke. I'm woke. You know, I I started to realize yesterday that maybe I am woke or that my consciousness is progressing. And let me tell you guys why. Because Santa brought home the sexiest car I've wanted for a long motherfucking time. GT, can you say Mercedes-Benz GTS AMG Super Whammy Sports Car V8 Twin twin Turbo Baddest Ass Car that's on the planet Earth for a concierge test drive? It was sick, some sick automobiles. It was, it was beyond sick. Oh my gosh. It was like, as I was walking over to it, I said to my wife, that's just sexy. Oh, oh, here's the bad news. Huh? In a week, we got a newer version of that coming in on a trade. Convertible version. Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. And it's summertime. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. I'm going to have to bring that one home to get you do a com- concierge home service oh test drive. Gosh. Yeah, don't ever be neighbors with Sam. He brings he brings all your dreams home. I torture him. Like I do now it's just like fun for me. It's like I just Maseratis, Mercedes, <laughs> Porsches. Uh, I just torture his ass just for fun. So I'm driving it and I say to my wife, I'm like, I want it. I want this car. I want this car. Like, I want it. However, I don't feel like I should or I need or I want or something. It's just weird. Like it wasn't meshing. The mojo didn't work for you. And it should. I mean, like, I'm like, this is totally against my personality. Not to just like go get it. Uh, well, the, you can't get a better price. Like right now is the best no, time. You to don't buy use. It. Yeah, you're using too much logic with me there. It was just weird. It was like my conscious. I felt like I was um, seeing the bigger picture, maybe. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know. It's I like when you bought the, the G. The, yeah. When you bought the G wagon, I'm like, yeah, he's never gonna buy that damn G wagon. And then lo and behold, kablam, you bought it. And I'm like, okay. And then I brought you since then, I bought you cars that I like, I know he's going to buy this yeah. damn car. And I'm like, no, he didn't buy that one. I was going to buy that Maserati sedan. Oh, oh my gosh. COVID-19 hit. Oh, that and was. I didn't know what that was going to go on in the world. That's the sickest damn. That Maserati sedan was a badass. It's <sighs> like a freaking. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think we better tell the audience what even consciousness is. Right, right. Let's do it. Tell me what you think consciousness <sighs> is. 
I think consciousness is separate from your brain, separate from your emotions. It is the thing. It, 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 okay, let's put it this way. It is the feeling you have that doesn't come from your brain. Um, that's how I always think about it. Is it's that, I don't know, I always picture it as the intelligent, the truly intelligent part of us, but it's not in the brain. So I think consciousness brings us to life. Ooh. I think without consciousness, we don't live. We have no free will. We have no, we have no life. We I agree no. with that. Consciousness is the secret sauce that makes us live. Oh, I agree with that 100%. I believe we live before our consciousness lived before. I believe it's, I think it's in our bodies existed. and I think it'll, it'll exist after we die. I agree. I agree <clears throat> thousand percent because I ask people that believe in an afterlife, right? You know, like what happens to you? Do you take your brain with you when you die? Well, your brain worms eat your flesh and it becomes dirt. Right. It's here. So you don't bring your, your brain doesn't. No, it's stuck here. Like you ain't taking it with you. So, but all those people that have had near death experiences and stuff know exactly what's going on. They know what they, you know, they can, you know, they don't lose their memories. Most of them don't fear death either. No, 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 they don't fear it at all. And it's not a fearful process is what most of them say. I think too, I think that was in, I don't know if that was in MetaHuman or what else I was reading, but big study of it. Yeah. Most of them said it was not fearful at all. No pain, no fear. It was just, uh, I guess you could explain it as like an inner peace. And <clears throat> I find that absolutely fascinating because you don't take your brain. So where does your true intelligence come from? That's what I always think. You guys ever had a gut feeling you've ever had? You just know someone's looking at you or you just know something's about to happen. I would say that's your consciousness. Intuition, though. People call that intuition. Yeah, but it's deeper than that. Intuition seems like something of luck. Consciousness is not luck. Intuition seems like premonition, like some kind of premonition. Uh, consciousness is, um, to me, consciousness is awareness. So I was reading this quote by C.S. Lewis, and he was, he was talking about how everyone is unique and special and how everyone has the seeds of deity in them. And the, and the quote, I'm paraphrasing in here, but the quote is like, if you really knew what your average person was going to become, you would bow down to them and be you'd tend to worship them. And I'm like, wow, that's some pretty sick, cool stuff, you know? And it's a good reminder that everybody has divinity within them. And if we could treat them with that kind of respect, it could, it could go a long way. The problem is people are not enduring enough. <laughs> No, you know, they don't no. deserve to be treated. The problem is, is they don't, they don't act like deity. No, they act like you know, turds. Yeah. yeah. They act like a-holes that freaking have to have, you know, like you have to do something back almost because they don't act. I believe that they, everyone's got that inner good, but they don't want to act on it. And that, that's when the problems come. So uh, th that's the problem I have with that C.S. Lewis quote is what I really bow down if they're being like, if they're, know, let's say I own a store and they're stealing something from me, I'm not going to see the inner good in them ever. Really? No. What I if, just, what if they had an issue with, I don't see the inner good in Hitler. Yeah. I, That's pretty extreme. I understand that, but yeah, he was probably, probably not a lot of good in that dude. I'll see any inner good as Biden's smelling little girl's hair. That's a little freaky. 
You yeah. look creepy. I'm not freaking. I don't see anything good. There. I don't. I think he's been stuck in his basement for like <laughs> two and a half months now. Dude, he's not like, coming out because out, what bro. happens is as soon as he gets out, his 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 polling numbers go to hell because he can't remember. <laughs> Because he doesn't have a teleprompter anymore. Yeah, he can't remember anything. <laughs> but get like, out, eh, man. Get some fresh. Oh yeah, I hope he opens his windows or something. But, like, you know, Trump can be just as nutty. Oh, he's wacky. Oh, my Trump's gosh. Wacky. It's like, come on, guys. I mean, this is what we're... Anyways. Just to make... I mean, I was listening. To, oh, anyways. I want to... I, you that. know what? I think Nancy Pelosi is woke. What do you think? <laughs> I think she's like, let's get money... <laughs> Let's get money to illegal immigrants and let's say California and let's do all these crazy things. But I think she's woke and I think we need to give her some homage and respect for being woke. Let me tell you why she's not woke. I know you're joking, but like. Really? You think I'm joking? When when she's showing her refrigerators in the background with her $60 a pint ice cream. Well, maybe I'll have this one tonight. Oh, this one. I'll stay in, you know, this is so good. And this ice cream and her big, you know, sub-zero fridges. I'm like, girl, you ain't woke about nothing. Well, I mean, I know her net worth. I I read today her net worth is like in excess of $120 million. So I guess that'll woke her ass like that. I have no idea, but she's worth $120 million. Maybe maybe she gets some facial cream because that damn bribery. The face is like extortion gay. or she something. Called, she called she Jeez. called Donald Trump morbidly obese. Uh, <laughs> and then Trump's like, you have a lot of mental illnesses. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The the liberal news anchor who was interviewing her, yes, he was noticeably uncomfortable when she out of the shot out of the blue. Uh, and by the way, he's morbidly obese. I'm like, you're just a oh my gosh. good grief. Are you kidding me? I know. And then I saw a meme that said. Girl, you need to know what morbidly obese is. He's just thick. Yeah, he's thick. <laughs> or like, she obviously hasn't seen my 600-pound life. Oh, that's near, morbidly obese that's shit. Morbidly right obese right there. Yeah, that's like, I, no. I can't walk because I'm so fat. That's the problem with our politicians. I feel like 99.9% of them are not woke in the sense of they don't get what the freak is really going on. They're not aware. They're not aware. No, they're not they're, aware at they're all. Not aware. They're not connected and aware. No, they're or not attached to things. the regular people. And they don't want to be. I think that's part of the problem too is they yeah. don't want to be. No, they oh, think they're smarter yeah. than us. Like oh. they they think they're smarter and they're above everybody else. Yes, they're like your professors. Sometimes professors think that. Yeah. So those people are supposed to represent their constituents they and don't. they just don't. They re- they think they know better. They, you know. Like Mitt Romney did not represent his constituents when he voted to impeach Donald Trump. He didn't. Um that that's just straight up stupid. Now, I'm sure he, he's a good dude. I don't I'm sure he's full of, he did wonderful know. things for Utah know. and the Olympics. And, Great. But I'm like, that was just a, that was a crazy move. He didn't represent my, my opinion or the majority of Utah's opinions. No. It was weird. No, well, that's the thing is like, if I was representing a state and my personal beliefs went against what my constituents thought, I'd go with what they thought. Right, right. That, that's, that's what you elected that's, Yeah, well, that's what you're elected to do. Right. Now, imagine you being hired in as attorney. You're hired as an attorney, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, well, you know what? I am. I want to do what I want. Exactly, because you've hired me for my legal extra expertise, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do what I want. Yeah, I don't think you need alimony, so I'm not going to fight for it. Right. Or I think you need this kind of litigious bullshit so that I can get paid more money. I think you need to go How to many jail. attorneys do that? How many Ooh, attorneys just they don't care? Long. They just They just pull things out to get more fees. I do you know guys, people like I that? I do know people like that. But yeah, I think they extend out cases. Just to get, get more fees. fee? Yeah. yeah. Get more fee stuff. 
So the, yeah, anyways, but you know, it's not a simple freaking process anyways, but I wanted to talk about this. Please. This is share with share wisdom with us. In 1985, Georgetown university hosted a symposium on the subject of does consciousness survive after death? Here's a summary. So here's some of the broad points. Number one, the possibility of reincarnation where the soul remains with or without memory. Number two, the idea of the great one, that the soul and its accompanying memory joins. Three, simple oblivion. And four, the idea that the individual soul and its accompanying memory lives on eternally. And then there was this fifth approach. What will happen is what you believe will happen. And, you know, there's some very fascinating quotes um, and people and experts and all that kind of stuff. And um, <clears throat> what was the main outcome of the conference? Well, there's a lot of different things. That, you know, they had a bunch of people speak and stuff. But, you know, for this Charles Tart, the University of California at Davis, discussed altered states of consciousness from emotional peaks, you know, to dreams and clairvoyance, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And he says, from his 30 years of research, into unusual states of consciousness. He said he perceived four categories. Number one, ability to identify profoundly with other people and with all creatures, plants, and every aspect of the universe. That's number one. So that's like Lucy, the movie Lucy. Did you ever see that? Oh my gosh. Where she yes, drinks that, that kind of point. serum and she like sees like oh, molecular she's, structure she's of everything. She's one with everything. She becomes one with everything and she all, and it becomes like she becomes like a deity. Yeah, she can move. End. Yeah, she can move, change, do yeah, anything. That was the weird. That that was uh, she some, change her hair color walking. No, it was just so bitching. That that movie was like really cool. So you bring that up. That's a really good movie Visual. to explain consciousness. Right, right. Very, and her consciousness was was expanded greatly because of that drug. Right, right. Whatever. Yeah, which would technically be consciousness. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, um, in the 1980s, 90s. I had friends that went to some pretty liberal schools in California, very prominent academic schools, and they majored in um, psychology. Mm -hmm. And these were these were kids that I went to high school with that were straight laced, never touched alcohol. And they get to college, they start doing LSD and shit, like to expand their mind, right. like literally, literally to expand their consciousness. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, uh, at the time, I'm like, and 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 it's just coincidental your life spiraled out of control and. You know, it was bad things happen to him, but I'm like, where, where does do LSD, uh, any, like, where does that make you do any good for your body, enter your, enter your thought process and your consciousness. And I guess because I've never done LSD, I don't know what it would, sh how it would shift my consciousness, but like, I guess micro doses these days, they do these micro dose studies yeah. and evidently there's some kind of a consciousness expansion when you do that yes. kind of micro dose with LSD and there's a whole kind of uh there's a whole science behind it yeah whole science behind it today back then it was just more like experimenting well here's the thing I think they were trying to me when I hear those stories I feel like they're trying to take a shortcut they're thinking that this drug's going to open their mind and open their body to a further consciousness well, maybe it did but they're taking a shortcut so there's always harm when you take a shortcut right so no now now there are monks um, that uh, the Gregorian monks from Santo Domingo or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, these Russian monks or these, you know, these um, Tibetan monks, and they they probably spend eight to ten hours a day praying mm -hmm. and meditation. Right. Their their brain 
their brain actually, parts and pieces of their brain actually enlarge over time. And they expand their consciousness immensely. Yeah. And because of this kind of mantra, this kind of meditation, this kind of prayer, they actually create different people. They become different people through I those agree. kind of behaviors. Well, they become more self-aware and self-controlled. Right, right. Yeah. And it's funny because this week, this last week, mm-hmm. I've had a conversation with Bo, and I'm like, Bo, what if the observation your current consciousness has is causing you to be fat? Yeah, I And to be that. fit, and to be fit, what if you just choose your consciousness to observe you as fit instead of fat? And what if you just embrace that consciousness and meditate on fit and think about fit and be fit and eat fit and work fit and exercise fit and be fit with the universe? Hmm. And I was just throwing it out there. Yeah. Man, he has rolled with that. Like it's, he it's true. Like though. he aggressively it's true, he's like, Dad. That changed my. He's like, that changed my life, man. That sh- that shit changed my yeah, life. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's good, man. That's good, man. Be fit. Be have your consciousness be fit. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, they always say like the power in positive thinking, right? Or the power in as an athlete visualizing it. Yeah. I think there's something to that. I think Deepak Chopra and Many Human talked about that study they did, where they were studying the fat gene. Do you remember this? Um, I'm not quite there yet. I'm only halfway through. But here's the thing. The, mm. So in, for hundreds of years, psychiatrists and psychologists have studied what's wrong with the brain, Correct. what's wrong with the body. And then in the early 1960s and 70s, a guy by the name of Marty Seligman, right, who's known as the father of positive psychology, right, mm-hmm. University of Pennsylvania and right. others, Marty Seligman started studying what's right with the brain. Mm. What makes the brain healthy? What's right with it? What's good with it? And eventually, over the last 30 years, there's been this massive movement and discovery around the power of positive psychology or power of affirmation or mm-hmm. power of directing your consciousness, creating your future. Right. Matter of fact, I have um, one of these things here is when you change yourself, you create your future through your consciousness, right? This is the idea of change, human change. And I love that kind of pithy thing. You change yourself, you create your own future. Most people don't understand they have that power in their consciousness. Because most people don't want to believe they have that, though, because it does make things harder. Yeah, it, it does. Can, it can. No, it does. Well, yeah, it requires you use your brain. <laughs> well, it requires you to do something. Yeah, do something, use your brain, and do something. And the brain, you know, we're, you know uses about 70% of your oxygen, like yeah. your body's mm-hmm. oxygen. So it is the biggest muscle that uses more oxygen than any other thing. I swear my booty uses way more oxygen. It just feels like the big, it's a big your, booty. Your, your gluteus maximus? Your booty. Your big buttocks? <laughs> your pronating seat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I need a special seat. You got a big butt there, uh, buddy. You need, some, uh, you need well, some crotch reinforcement in your slacks. So let me tell you, let me hit you with this thought then that I was thinking about. So our intelligence or our consciousness has always existed, correct? I believe that. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people believe that. <clears throat> well, at least a lot of people have studied on consciousness. So our consciousness obviously didn't have the form it has now or wasn't shelled. Right? Okay. No? Yes or no? I would say our consciousness existed maybe at a lesser developmental stage and maybe mortality is uh, increasing. What? So you say mortality is like a developmental stage? 
Of consciousness? Yeah. What, it's what, a what do you mean by mortality, though? Getting a body, living life, having your having blood in your veins, and a, you know, your having brain, your brain, learning from experiences and failures. So um, I would change that only one way. Okay. Mortality is just the ability to die. Yeah, I'm born to die. Yeah, sure. like something. Yeah, but I mean, this is a consciousness experience—experience experience of your consciousness, living and dying. Right, but I'm just saying, like, if consciousness entered some other form of intelligence, like, what it, could it still exist? Like, oh, it, that's a little abstract for me. I'm, like, you mean if consciousness went into a tree bark or like a rock? Well, yeah, but uh, like, no, because they can't really die. So I think some people believe that our consciousness can only go in like a human being. But what if people's definition of human being wasn't the same, let's say, on another planet? That they, but they have consciousness, but they don't look, breathe, talk like we do. So you're saying some people believe that consciousness can only go into a body, human. a humanoid body. Well, humanoid, I even like that better. But I'm saying most people are just like a human, like us. So you're thinking like Martians. I'm thinking like aliens. I'm aliens. Thinking other life forms. Yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, come on. Dude, I don't believe in aliens. I, I, I told I you about what this. I believe in aliens. I, I believe can't in believe this. Jesus and God are aliens. Yeah, they are. But even, even, but even you have to admit this. The Jesus you believe in still can do things that humans cannot do. Well, yeah, because he's deity. Okay, so. <clears throat> he's divine. All right. Let's, okay, he's and deity. He has, oh, by the way, he has expanded consciousness. Oh, he definitely has expanded consciousness. There's no doubt. So, so let's just, let me just take that for a second. Then, if he is expanding consciousness and deity can do things that humans cannot, then he does not look exactly like us. Well, I believe that he has a form. Do you think he has a brain? I believe he has a body of flesh and bones. Do you believe he has a brain? I don't know if he has a brain. I'm sure he has a brain. Why does he need flesh and bones? Because he was resurrected to yeah, a body of flesh and bones. Yeah, but tell me what for, bones. though. Tell me the purpose of flesh and bones at the level he's at. Just, I just want to know the purpose. Because like, everything God does has a purpose. So I, I don't know I the don't, purpose. I don't, I don't know that question. That's a pretty powerful question. You stumped me there. Yes. The, the, uh, so to have, why does, because we do believe that both Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ have a body of flesh and bones. They're glorified, perfected individuals, but, beings. Yes. Right, that they're Correct. immortal, that they live forever, and that that the purpose of that body. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. There is no. That's my point. Is like God couldn't do the things that we know He does if He had flesh and bones. Um, that makes no sense to me. Okay, let me give you an example. Okay. You ready? <clears throat> so. God traveling through time and space. Can you do that with flesh and bones? Yeah, because he commands time and space. Okay. Time doesn't exist in God's world. Exactly. Time's a mortal concept. Okay. Okay. Let me back up. I'm sorry. You're right on that one. Let me back up. Okay. So when God visits, visits people, it's not like he walks down the street and knocks on your door, right? He appears. Correct. I believe that he did appear. Yes. Well, well, you've read Moses saw God to face to face and right. Yeah. He appeared. He didn't just like be walking down. Like you appear here in my 
in life and yeah, but you like saw you, every step I came into your house. Right. Okay. God. Okay. Let me ask you: Could you believe that God could just appear in this room? Certainly. Okay, flesh and bones can't do that. You don't know that. That's a demonstration you put in your construct, in your no. mental, mental construct. No. He can do whatever he wants. He controls the elements. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's just go with that for a second. <laughs> let's go with that for this a second. This is fascinating. Yes. Let's go with that for a second. <laughs> I tell may me, be dead wrong. I have no idea. Tell me this how the bones and the flesh are going to get through the ceiling or get through the floor or get through the uh, walls. You want to know how? Yeah. Yeah, the power of love. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> He's going to love he's himself. Just, he's going to love. He's going to love himself. I can't there. even take that. I can't even take that. Like, because of love. Okay. Why could Jesus walk on water then? That's my whole point. Because he controlled the elements. No, 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 no. He was the master of the elements. They control him. They obey him. No, because I think his consciousness was to such a limit that he is one with the earth. Right? He is one with it. So, I don't think. I don't the think elements obey him. Correct. Correct. But I don't think, okay, so there's a difference between obeying and controlling. Right? Yeah, of right? Right? Of right? Yeah. If I say, hey, Sam, cook me dinner, if you do that, you're obeying. Now, if I freaking throw chains on you and make you, that's controlling. I don't think God controls the elements. I know of course he sound, doesn't. No, it's going to sound really weird, but just hear me out on this. I think he's such one with the earth, he doesn't control. It just occurs. It obeys his desire. Yes, it's not. Yeah, it's because everything in nature has consciousness. So I don't think he controls it. I think it. They, they okay. They obey. Okay. Let's let's use the fig tree example. Okay. Christ um, later in his ministry, he's walking by a is walking by a sickly fig tree. Yeah. Right. He sees the fig tree and it's sick, and he's teaching his disciples a principle, and then the. He touches the tree and it becomes full of life, Correct. full of fruit. Yes. It obeyed him. Yes. I can agree with that. So he it obeyed him because he commands the elements. But I don't think it's because he... Okay, so like... We're the, you... only pe- we're the only beings that don't obey God. I agree. God can tell... He tells Mother Earth to do this or mountains to do that or water to do this and they'll obey. That's because right. I don't think we're one with God. Think about it. No, of course we're not right. one with so God. Right, so if you're one with God. Mortality is part of becoming one with God. Because I think this is, the Bible says this so perfectly, and I think people miss this, is because Jesus is one with the Father. His will is the Father's will. Father's will is His will. There's no question. They don't have to ask each other because they're all on the same freaking page. Yeah, but they're not They're not the same person. No, 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 but, you're, but they're on the same page. Right. Like, if you and I believe something the same... Let's say we believe that in our lives, every time someone's house is burned down, we're the first ones that are going to rebuild them a house. Guess what? A house burns down. Both of us are going to show up there because we're one in that purpose. We're on the same okay. page. Fine. Same thing. Okay. Then I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a command thing. I think it's more of an obey or just being one. Okay. Okay. So it's not, it's, I don't believe it's a command thing either. I just, I think it's just like, um, I just think they have so much power that, that inanimate objects like separate for them for whatever reason. And like yeah. it this is all speculation. Yeah, I mean that I could be wrong too. I've not had any personal experiences with you know well, I just think like God with, visiting me or definitely not in Life Karma Studios here. So like so let's see if Jesus came to Life Karma Studios and Because let's think about this for a second. I always think about the Mary uh Magdalene thing. 
where she's the first person to see Jesus after he's resurrected. And she, she can't touch him because he hasn't ascended yet. No, let's back up even further. She can't even recognize him. Of course. But he's flesh and bones. Spirit. But he's flesh and bones. No, he's not flesh and bones yet. He hadn't ascended yet. He wasn't resurrected yet. Later, afterwards, when he visits the apostles, and he says, they thought he was a spirit, and they were afraid of him. And he said, come, touch the, the nail prints of my hands and my feet. See, a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see that I have. And then he ate a broiled fish and a honeycomb with them, right? That is later, after he sees after he shows himself to Mary Magdalene. So he needed to ascend and to have some kind of metamorphosis to be resurrected, to join with his body form again, so his spirit and body could connect again, right? That's a resurrected form. Nowhere else in recorded scripture do we see that Christ separated from his body again. So He separated so, it from his body at death. So hold up then. So was Mary Magdalene seeing Christ? consciousness i think that's why she didn't recognize him she saw a spirit and she saw his consciousness before he ascended before he was resurrected so his consciousness looked nothing like his body nothing like it was familiar his, his nothing like what was familiar to mary magdalene or let me throw another theory even when you. he was resurrected he scared the crap out of the apostles after he was resurrected right so let me throw a theory at you was he so one with the elements that he can control what he looks like to her I'm sure he can control what he looks like to anybody. Right. Right. And that's where it starts getting trippy. That's when, that's when Brian starts tripping out. So is he going to look like a middle-aged woman to you? Well, do we get to choose what we look like then? After this? I, I mean, like, seriously, like, do you see what my point is, though? I know. I want to look like a badass. Well, yeah, of course you, we all do. But my point is, is like, if you control that... Then not who we are is not what our identity okay. is not what we look like. So it's our it's our religious belief that when we are resurrected eventually one day, that we will be reunited with our bodies after the you know a judgment. We are told that we will be um, resurrected to our ideal frame and form. So in the prime of our life, the assumption is in the we'll look like we were in the prime of our life, hmm. right? I think so, you look better. Well, I hope, I hope so. But I don't think looks really matter when you get to that point. So is this all part of being woke? It is, because think about it. If you become one with everything, think about the control, power, or consciousness being woke to that, even that thought, you're woke. Yeah. I think the origins of stay woke, this idea of woke really begins with Black Lives Matter. And it really, the origins were there more around prejudice and, That's and, part of it. and you know, gender neutrality and all this. Um, and to me, it's like the origins of this popular, um, you know, urban dictionary woke or stay woke is connected to um, consciousness in that uh, don't be ignorant. Ignorance is the enemy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I probably don't probably agree with the definition of black lives matter on the term woke. Um, and I'm more, I, I like to use my definition of woke meaning to just aware, not ignorant because you understand, because you study things out, you use your brain, you use your emotions, you use your gut to, to figure out awareness. So you have awareness. Mm -hmm. So you're not ignorant. So you're not stupid. I believe I believe stupid, being stupid is being ignorant. Yeah. 
And I think we have a lot of smart people who are ignorant because they're not aware. They just get so closed up and they get so um, consumed with their point of view, trying to consume, you know, trying to convince everybody that their way is the right way, that they they live in absolute ignorance. For um, Nancy Pelosi to call Donald Trump morbidly obese is just absolutely ignorant and non-factual. It's just completely stupid for her to, in her sub-zero refrigerator during COVID-19 lockdown where people are dying in nursing homes, for her to pull her fridge out and say, you know, I'm eating this $60 a pint specialized ice cream. That's just complete separation and ignorance to what normal people go through. And I think that's why our government no longer represents us as human beings. I mean, as as constituents. And they're talking about the woke movement. Well, first of all, it's been going on forever because it's about consciousness, but it's about knowing the truth or seeing the truth or seeking the truth of everything. Like like doing your own research, basically. So it has biblical, this idea of being woke or arising has biblical implications from thousands of years ago. Mm -hmm. When Adam was in the Garden of Eden, he was instructed to wake up and get up, right? So this awake and arise thing, it's been around for a long time. This idea of being aware or woke, the way we're Mm -hmm. using woke is more like awareness. It's just like, it's like non-ignorance and awareness is being having your consciousness expand because of you work on your consciousness. This is what I'm comfortable with as we talk about the term woke. This is what it means to me. And the journey of being woke should never end. No, like it can't. out into eternity. Yeah, I can't. Right? You're always being aware. You're always learning. You're always processing. You're always growing. Your consciousness is expanding. Yeah. If you rely on other people for truth, you better check on who you're relying on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What if they, what if they lie to you? <laughs> That's my <laughs> to yeah, manipulate your right, behavior. Exactly. And so, if you just trust the government's going to do this right for you, if you trust that your local city council is going to do everything right for you, even if you, in Mormon terms, trust your local bishop that he's always going to be right, you're wrong. Yeah, that's that's called ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a brain. We've been given a brain. No, we have a consciousness. We have a consciousness and we have a brain and Correct. we have free will. Yeah. And that all those things are for a reason. Yeah, and if you don't use your free will with your consciousness and your brain and your knowledge, that's on you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, you, everything has a trade-off. Yeah. And if you give up your freedom, right now we have people giving up like, like it's crazy that in certain states they're freeing thousands of inmates and they're repeating offenders and they're arresting people that are trying to open their gym so they can feed their family. Yes. This is complete, utter ignorance. It's, it's chaos. Yeah. And it's taking people's free will away. And our, and you know, maybe in other countries they can get away with it in China because everybody's afraid. In this country, we don't know how to live without free will. No, like we, don't. we, we There'll, there'll be some serious implications, some serious implications from this, some serious trade-offs, revolt, riot. There'll be some chaotic yeah. shit happening because we have been free for years, hundreds yeah. of years. Yeah. When you tell Americans you can't have something, we dang well want it more. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I've been watching those Washington things on the History Channel about George Washington. Washington went to war. Yeah. 
I know we talked about that, but man, that man was a man. Like he had a vision, a consciousness, like he knew what was right. He wasn't going to back down. No, he was doing the right thing. He, well, yeah. We, well, we can look back now and say he was doing the right thing. He had no, he believed he was doing the right thing. Right. But, but it was the, the jury was still out. That's right. <laughs> At his time. That's right. You know, Lincoln the same way, you know, well, he was getting his butt kicked and, and, well, and half the, half the, most of the time in the civil war, it, it didn't look good for the North. No, you know, well, and, they, uh, and only, only near the end did, did they pull off some miraculous defeats and had miracles happen and finally won over the South. And a lot of it was because of the tenacity and the awareness yes. and the consciousness of Abraham Lincoln feeling like his purpose, his actual purpose was to f emancipate the slaves and to do it in a way that was right and just. And, and that, that in inevitably changed our country. Well, Washington even wrote home and said, Hey, I might lose. And if I do pack it up and go. You ain't gonna see me again. No, I'm done. Yeah, like I'm. But he I knew how dangerous. Right he knew how dangerous it was, right? Yeah. And, and it seems like the greatest leaders of all time have been willing to sacrifice their lives for it. I mean, even our religious leaders, you know, they sacrificed their lives for their belief. You know, Martin Luther King, yes. you know, sacrificed. Um, John F. Kennedy. Um, let's look at Mahatma Gandhi. I mean, like. Come on, man. Who's going to shoot down my, my, like Gandhi? Who's going to kill Gandhi? Like just know. complete ridiculousness. Um, and Abraham Lincoln, you know, assassinated after, you know, he finally did. He, he, he had this kind of hard go of it, miserable time going through the Civil War. They won the war. They're about to wrap things up. And what was his reward? A bullet's assassin to yep. the back of his brain. Like yep. it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And it goes right back. And I know we talk about this all the time, but it goes right back to why we started the brand, right? Seek, like seek and have conversations. Seek the truth. Like me and Sam aren't going to be right all the time. No. Matter of fact, I'm wrong most of the time. But I sure like him telling me that love will make me be able to move through walls somehow. I'm telling like love will just create your own universe and shit. You'll be able to create your own planets you and shit through love. Frick you want. Love helps you organize matter. So this idea uh, that God organizes matter, so he's sure the hell can appear in this room uh, if he organizes matter. Through love. Of course. That's uh, my own personal I'm thing. I'm a, I have a love thing around that, it. And I'm, I'm very fascinated by it. Really? Are you just, are you sure? Just no, I'm not. You I'm say really, you're fascinated, but you're really. like, yes, I'm nah, so shit. I'm not really, actually. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, you're a good lawyer, but you make a bad liar. <laughs> uh, I had to turn my head the whole time. I wasn't even looking at him. Yeah, like, you couldn't even yeah, look at me in the eyes. Yeah, I'm like, totally hey, okay. interested in that. Which I'm not. Sorry. But anyway. Yeah. All so, right, new t-shirt coming out. Oh, yes. Call, and Enjoy. new hat, too. New hat. hat. Talking about woke. Like, you know, I just want you guys to challenge people, challenge yourselves, go out there, research it, figure it out, yeah. you know, figure out who you are, figure out where your place in society and the world is. But yeah, my daughter, Hannah said, dad, um, you need to be woke or get wrecked. And I'm like, Ooh, that's fascinating. And she's like, that's not right English. And I'm like, well, get woke is not good English. I don't think you get woke until you're humble. Yeah. But she, but, but I said, she, she like be away. So be be woke and get or get wrecked. She's saying, be aware or your life's going to be a crap storm. I'm like, man, my 14-year-old daughter said that. Yeah, she's very layered. Very, very. I was, I'm digging that. So yeah, we got to have her on one of these times. Oh, yeah, we need to bring her on. So are you ready to go out? Yeah, man? well, I just, you know, I almost said, 
Love will get us through. <laughs> so, okay, that would be sarcasm. That's not love. That is sarcasm. Love, love's going to make me a million dollars tomorrow. Uh, no, nope. not tomorrow, but if no. you could sell, people sell love for I money all the time. They do. They do. I've been, I've been, I've seen these um, videos on YouTube and, and it said, or no, they're on, they're on Instagram. And it's like, I made like these, these strippers. <laughs> oh no. And these strippers will say, um, they'll, they'll do a diary of how much they make in a day. Oh no. And I'm like, and I, I was watching a couple of them like, oh my <laughs> gosh, they make thousands of dollars he, he a week. I was not watching strippers. No, I wasn't watching porn or strippers. I'm watching strippers tell everybody how much money they make for working in a strip club so they had all their clothes on and they're not saying profanity or being weird they're just saying i made i made 1297 dollars working five hours in a strip club last weekend dude here's the thing i saw on the news there's there were drive-through strip clubs in wyoming it's on the news in wyoming number two in wyoming in wyoming first number two they were strip clubs these girls were wearing masks the whole time and they thought it was okay I can't even get through it to stay oh, wearing, to get naked, but wear a mask. <laughs> don't wear a mask because they no COVID passing, but I'm going to get naked and dance. I can't. I can't. But it's all for love. Yeah. I don't know what that has anything to do with consciousness. I don't, I don't We know. just went off the rails, I'm man. Sorry. We No, it was my oh. fault. I went off the rails. My fault. So oh, we have Dave Matthews. strippers. Yeah. Dave, well, we, we don't endorse uh, strippers. No. no. It's not healthy. So we're... We're gonna. Um, I don't think it's gonna help you become woke. No, no. Or conscious. No, but our our encouragement to everybody this week is to become aware and yes. be woke. Right. Be woke. Good. Like, do find the truth. Yeah. Be enlightened. Once and everybody's truth. truth is slightly a little different, right? You'll become one. You'll, well, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Sometimes it'll be the same for other people. And that's what causes people to. Come go, together. Go watch Encounters of the Fifth Kind because yeah. Sam won't. I am watching it. Just Sam, give me this weekend. it's all weekend. about love. It's all I'm about love. <laughs> and I was like, you're going to be, that's going to trip you out when you watch that. I'm like, okay, I'm, he, I'm he just wants to know more about love, so he's going to watch the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> no. My, my wife watches Jessica Lansbury's Murder, She Wrote oh, every gosh. night before we go to bed. And I'm like, <sighs> oh my gosh. Those are, and I'm like, and she's like not a violent person. She won't yeah. go see R-rated movies or anything like that. Yeah. But she'll watch Murder She Wrote, which is about murder every yeah. single night. And I'm like, do you know what that does to you? It does, you know, doesn't make you woke. No, it sure doesn't. But you know what? She solves the murders. <laughs> oh man. Have a great, have a great week, y'all, and uh, stay woke. Wear your masks or don't. <laughs> Don't do those drive-through strip clubs. Work on your awareness. Have a great one. Control your environment. Come and tell.